0: So, far, cool. still the official gathering place for newbies and all this is an OG diehard fans. Today is a very special episode. We're going to keep it short and sweet because, as far as I'm concerned, the competition was very, very slim this week. This is the Versus 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 episode for Season 3, Episode 21. Whether you're new to this or true to this, if back and enjoy. Kids don't need to go outside today. We're going to keep it short and sweet. Babe, I think they can manage the questions at minimum for the next five to seven minutes. Welcome and welcome back. This is going to be short and sweet because as far as I'm concerned, I think I know who won. Very good all the way around. Let's get into it. In the tertiary position this week, we're gonna put Dynasty. Now, listen, y'all were pretty. You looked good. The story is building up to something, but it's not quite. Listen, the other two were just really, really bringing it, okay? Although the show was a bit lackluster, I have a hunch that the foundation is being laid for an explosive season finale. Dynasty does a good finale. They have yet to let us down. Remember season one was uh, Alexis entering the courtroom, although we didn't know who she was. Season two, if I remember right, I think Blake had fallen off that horse. He was lying in the mountains while the rain was all on him. Everybody was looking for Tuscany. Or was it the baby being kidnapped? One way or another, Dynasty knows how to do an intro and an outro. So I'm not super worried about it. In the meantime, in between time, Kirby, although she was sort of the star of the show, Kirby can only play the background for so long. And I feel like her microwave instant pot relationship with Jeff hinges on basically what Adam decides to do versus what she or Jeff decides to do. There doesn't seem to be a lot between them. Foundation is already flimsy. It's not looking good. Plus, with Fallon suddenly becoming so nostalgic where she and Jeff are concerned, this paper-thin love affair is... Mm. things are looking bleak. It's time for you to throw your weight around Kirby Curb. What she needs to do is go and sit with Alexis for about two or three days. Let her shape her up. <laughs> Let her whip her into shape and she'll be right as rain before you know it. I hope that happens. I really like the, the character of Kirby. We'll see how that goes. All right, Steven is pissed per usual. He's rich by birthright, but needs to feel as if he's his own man. Blah, 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 blah. So on and so forth. I do kind of get the feeling that there's going to be a horrible custody battle if he decides to leave the mansion. Blake is not cool with him being gay and being a dad, which I mean is weird. But this is 1980. I don't expect anything less. But I don't really think he's going to leave that house. Nobody seems to really leave or get too far away from. him. every time they do, Stephen, you know, Stephen is accident prone. If he's not getting jumped, he's falling down something. He's in a coma. He's being blown to bits and pieces in the Indian Ocean. I don't see him ever leaving that house, so maybe the custody will never come up. The best part of this week's episode to me was the fact that the ACs are pissed and plotting. Adam Carrington is off his meds and he's preparing to unleash his wrath on his dad, his brother, maybe even Alexis if she doesn't cut out that favoritism crap. He was not happy about that. Those pills put them right back in the drawer where they belong. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> It's like he said, you know what? This is, you want a bad guy? I got a bad guy. I got a real, real bad guy for you. Trust me. These pills are going in the garbage, baby. I am not refilling this prescription. You can forget it. I can't wait to see unhinged Adam. If he's been on the meds this whole time, mm, mm, mm. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I think Alexis should definitely be sleeping with one eye open. I'm a little concerned about them sharing the same living space. The other AC, Alexis Carrington Colby, ACC, is pissed. Blake made the ultimate mistake when he rejected her. She was impeccably dressed. She was late to her own house, which she can be because she pays the mortgage. She put on a pink pair of wide leg pants, a bandeau top, and an incredibly flowy, light, airy, beautiful chiffon kimono And what does he do? He doesn't grovel at her feet. He picks up the phone and he calls his new wife. (laughs) He is going to pay for that, for that more than anything else. Not the fact that he's been delaying this whole meeting. Not the fact that he doesn't believe in her. She's used to that. Not the fact that he's embarrassed her, called her every name in the book, kicked her out of her little apartment at his house, had her living hand to mouth with caviar and champagne. It's the fact that, you know what? I came home and I got dressed. I put on a brand new outfit and he rejected me. I'll be damned. She threw a glass at the end. So she and her son, who's now off his meds, are super pissed. This is going to be so good. I can just feel it in my bones. I can't wait to see AC and ACC explode on this. But for this week, third place, still beautiful, still bronze, wonderful show, just not the best in show this week. Over on a falcon Rest, crest, falcon mm. crest. It was so good this week, I'm not gonna lie. I actually cried real tears all the way down my cheek. It got me, it got me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sensitive, emotional gangster. <laughs> so, Little Boy Blue was a wonderful episode, mostly because it really did dive deep into those hard decisions you have to make. Hard decisions that uh, are not always in your best interest namely Angela. Now Angela has been, if, if there's ever a standard for a villain, it's her. She's been impeccable this entire time. But there's something about Melissa losing that baby last week. Her and Richard just kind of folded within themselves. It touched a tender part of them and we're seeing them make decisions. Well, not so much Richard this episode, but we're seeing people think about other people first, even if it's not in their best interest. Now Angela's whole thing is she wants a male heir. Lance is looking like he might be a dud. He might be in. He might be out. She's liable to piss him off between now and the time she dies and who knows what he'll do. So she was looking at Joseph, even though Joseph's not her biological grandson, he's still related to her, but he's not, you know, he's not that close. She really had to think about the fact that Melissa was willing to give him up. Never mind the fact that she was really, she was willing to bargain with him. She's like, that's what villains do. We bargain. She made the executive decision to send baby Joseph to live with Cole and, uh, or Shania, what's her name? Shania Linda. So sad. It's so sad. Maybe it has something to do. I don't know where Emma is. Emma still hasn't popped up. I'm a little bit concerned, but not really because you know, she'll disappear and she'll come back and burn the town down and then she'll disappear again and she'll come back and start some shit. That's what she does. Emma shows up to stir up the pot every single time. I love it. But Julia, Julia has got Angie and her feelings the The lost baby has got her in her feelings, so she made the executive decision. But Melissa this week was impeccable. It broke my heart. Just the the anguish, the pain. This girl has she hadn't really been through it hard, not really. I mean, yes, her father was murdered. She seemed to do really well through that because she was pregnant with the baby. But at the end of the day, she's lost the Agretti farm. She's lost her play husband. She's lost a good man. She's lost the man who was using her. She's now living in a house where a woman controls her every move because she surrendered. It's like she ultimately played herself and now she has to sit with it, but it still broke my heart. It was very sad. And that little kid is impeccable. I I posted a comment on the Falcon Crest page about this particular episode and someone else pointed out how good baby Joseph is. Baby Joseph is all of two years old. That kid... (laughs) That kid is a pro. He's an 87-year-old man in a toddler's body with a My Buddy haircut, and it is so cute. He did excellent this show. Um, I I don't know. You know it's Falcon Crest. I already know the finale is going to be amazing, but seeing the villains crumble over the last couple of episodes is, is amazing. This is fast becoming good. This is one of my favorite shows. I know they all are, but Falcon Crest has really impressed me the most because I wasn't expecting that much from them. They're really stepping it up, and this episode was no uh, no exception. Julia's escape through the countryside, <laughs> her buying secondhand wigs, riding with Boss Hog's nephew through the countryside through speed traps or whatever, going to a, a boot scoot and boogie, finding a new man to beat the brakes. It, listen, this woman is wreaking havoc up and down the California coast. And thank God she is, because we already know that's gonna, she's becoming more and more in hand. She really is crazy at this point. She really has lost her ever-loving mind. So between Julia, between Angie, between Richard and the cartel, and between Melissa's new pain, dude, we just, we have to just sit back and enjoy at this point. Excellent show. Little Boy Blue was fantastic. 10 out of 10 divorce ewing style this episode was incredibly entertaining for all the right reasons i went into detail on that episode as to what sue ellen's faux pas was she gave up the ghost she told the one person you're not supposed to tell your business she told him her plans and you know what she told him not once but twice he let it slide the first time the second time he flew into action and I, I asked myself as I'm watching this, I'm like, now, why on earth would she tell him this? she knows exactly who he is? Her whole plan is to expose the world, i.e. his parents first, then the world, to what kind of man he is. She's playing the part so that when the divorce proceedings begin, she's going to look like she is a, a fit mother. At the end of the day, that's the most important part. She needs to look like a fit mother. She's trying to put her past as far behind her as she could. And I thought about this. Now, everyone has seen Sue Ellen drink or not be not drink necessarily. She got drunk at the barbecue. She was kind of showing up drunk for a little bit. But if you separate those events, you can't really say that she's a drunk. Maybe she was going through something. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she was going through a rough time. She went through this little spell, but she seems to have pulled herself together. It's like she has enough good moments to make it seem to, in my opinion, make it seem like those, those drunken moments were just that just moments, not like an underlying issue. However, it is the only thing he could hold against her. And she got a little bit too cocky. And I thought, no, why would she do that? Well, she thought she had everything in the bag, quite literally by hiring a P.I., only she hired the worst PI in all of Dallas and he was quickly caught, bribed and rewrote his whole story with the quickness. It was devastating. Devastated her entire case. Most humili- <laughs> Most entertaining and most humiliating was the moment she ran upstairs and grabbed that manila envelope and presented the facts to his parents. Like, God, she could almost taste the victory. And there he is in the corner looking all wide-eyed like, don't you see, y'all? She's crazy. It's upsetting. It's upsetting, but wonderful, wonderful television. I'm glad she finally flew off the handle. She got a couple of cheap shots in. You know, she did. Not cheap shots. He saw them coming. She got a couple of slaps in that had to feel a little bit good. And overall, it was entertaining. Now, baby sister side chick Kristen is on my very last nerve. I kind of want to see her departure, but at the end of the day, she's good TV. Plus, I'm still hoping something comes up between she and Alan Euphoria Beam. Because remember, Euphoria is the demi-villain on the rise. He's worked under JR. He knows how to ruin a career. So I think just like JR played Sue Ellen, Alan Euphoria Beam has the ability to do the same thing to JR. Now, will Kristen join him? I don't think she will. She might tell on him. But I, I, you know, I'm not gonna put anything past you for you. I think he might, he might not be as good as JR, but he could, he would probably be the best opponent, in my opinion, at this point. Because he has a hard facts. And if ever he decides to blow up JR's case, he could. He's the one with the evidence. He could absolutely do like an expose in the Dallas Morning News, tell all of his business. And if Kristen gets pissed, she can do the same thing. So we're going to see how that plays out. There is no way in the world he's going to marry Kristen, but that's your, you know, that's your wife's sister. She's going to be in the picture for the foreseeable future. This is going to make every Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthday party, graduation, your son's wedding, just for the foreseeable future. She ain't going anywhere. This is going to be a mess. Ugh, this is going to be a mess. And I cannot wait to see how this implodes. Okay, guys, we've seen the evidence. We've considered the facts. We've compared apples to apples to apples. Not really much of a contest for me this week, although everything was entertaining. Dallas comes in second for me. It was very, 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 very entertaining, but pulled on my heartstrings over on Falcon Crest. So once again, I'm crowning Falcon Crest as Best and Publius this week. Best episode three, no, episode 21 of season three. Congratulations, little boy blue. Not only because it was a tearjerker, not only because they were facing hard facts, but we are tweaking people's trajectory at this point. We already know Falcon Crust Falcon Crust <laughs> Falcon Crest is not playing around when it comes to a finale. The writers are on point. Of course, this is the Newest "quote unquote" series in all of the date the nighttime soap operas. So of course they've had a little bit more time. They have a few things to study. Dallas was coming out of the gate willy-nilly, setting the precedent for the rest of these shows, and it was it's damn good. If I do say so myself. But that's it. That's all. Join me next time as we start season three, episode twenty-two. Guys, we have something very, very, very special coming up for season three, episode twenty-three. I'm beyond excited for you guys to see, um, yes, see, and experience this yourself. But in the meantime, in between time, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, mind your business, stay hydrated, stay moisturized, and keep all of your drama on TV.